0: what is up welcome everybody welcome to the couple on fire podcast there's my beautiful wife hey uh today we have something really really special listen if you haven't yet grab your popcorn (laughs) grab a friend and text somebody and let them know we're on live it's a huge huge interview season three episode 11 that's coming up right now Christian, and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level, then this is the channel for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome today. I am your host Josh here with the always beautiful and always way more smart than me. Oh my goodness. Miss Christy. Christy. How you doing my love? I'm good. Are you? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I am excited. <laughs> we are actually super, super excited. So without further ado, because we want to dive right into this, I want to introduce our amazing guest that we have today. He's a member of the Speaker Hall of Fame. He is one of the most In-demand and top-rated speakers in the entire world, recognized as a master storyteller and brilliant comedian, he can be heard daily on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh USA and Jeff and Larry's comedy Roundup. In addition to his brilliant speaking career, he is a prolific, accomplished author, evidenced by six of his books, Detour, Enjoy the Ride, Hide Your Goat, Christie's read that one. Making a Difference, The Cherry on Top, and Turn the Page. They're apparently making the uh, publisher's bestseller list and his being named Author of the Year, which is super awesome. He is a proud grandfather, a devoted father of four boys, and a loving husband to his beautiful wife, Diane. He learned great compassion for people and a commitment to a hard work and balanced life ethic at the knee of his highly principled Christian mother, Give a warm welcome to our amazing guest that we have today. Welcome, Steve Gilliland. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Steve. Glad to be here. Excited. <laughs> Very excited.
0: So, so, so we're so happy that you're here today uh, to help our guests a little bit today, our, our viewers today, uh, share a little bit something that maybe they don't know about you other than what I just, re- I just read.
1: Well, something that probably wouldn't be publicized is, you know, right off the bat, my age. I'm 21 years old with 41, <laughs> years, with 41 years experience. So if you're good at mathematics, that is 62. The other thing is the grandchildren have grown. I mean, that's why we've kept it generic. But something most people don't know because it's not out on the Internet is I've got five grandsons and uh, three granddaughters. And the five grandsons came after the the four sons. So it was it was boy, 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 boy. And then finally it was like, oh, boy, you know, when are we going to get a girl? So yeah. we got one and now we got three.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Bye, so please. to let everybody know, um, you know, Christy, will not you share a little bit about how we came across Steve?
2: Okay, so I'm I love 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 leadership. Everybody that knows me loves knows how much I love consuming leadership material. And Shelly Hartwell, which a lot of you know, she had given me a hide Hydra Goat to read, to consume, and I absolutely fell in love with the book. I had looked up Steve and watch some of his talks that he has done. He's very, very good. I love the fact that you tell stories, Steve, that really captures my attention. I know it captures a lot of other people's attention. And so I just took a shot in the dark because I really wanted to meet you and reached out to him and asked him if he'd be on. And if you guys haven't out there, haven't consumed any of his books, you really, really need to.
0: Yeah. So something here, I'm posting something on Facebook as we're talking. Um, You know, if you haven't had an opportunity or or let everybody know, I did put Steve's website directly at the top. He actually talked a little bit about, and he may share a little bit later. So I don't want to, I don't want to steal his thunder, but he's got some new stuff coming down the pipe, which is always exciting. And that's another thing that we really want to dive into today is that, you know, the way that Steve, that you keep on fire, that, you know, you keep moving, uh, you know, even at the young age of 21, you know, you still, you're still trudging through and it's amazing. So. Um, from that He already we... gave away his real aid. <laughs> so to start off, we want to ask you, though, uh, in the beginning, what drove you to begin even deciding that book writing and speaking to help lead change? What, Where did that come from?
1: Well, it goes back many, many years. And it was when I was working in a corporate job and I had a secretary and she asked me a question. As a matter of fact, those that have read the book, enjoy the ride. Everybody that seemingly has read it points this out that it was kinda like a a a jump-off point for me whenever I was asked by a secretary one day and she simply said can I ask you a question I said sure she said if every job in the world paid the same if everything paid the same what would you wake up and do for the rest of your life and I'll never forget when she asked me that I I was puzzled and I said why would you ask me that and she said she said I'm not being critical I'm I'm just feeling like you've kinda lost your passion and you know when, when you mentioned on fire, it was like, you know, I always had that fire in my belly, and I always just loved what I did. But she noticed that I had lost that passion. So what she basically was asking was, you know, that $2 question, if every job in the world paid $2 an hour, would you wake up tomorrow morning and walk through these doors? That was literally a tipping point. You know, like Malcolm Gladwell says you know, in his book, that was a moment where it kind of made me begin to think and i had lost my passion for what it is that i do she asked me this question all right two weeks later i am on a business trip in san antonio texas now i'm very transparent those that know me even as a speaker i'm i'm very transparent and i'm very vulnerable so i'm going to be very very truthful about what i'm about to say and that is i thought i was staying at the riverwalk in san antonio now if you've ever been there if you haven't been there josh make sure you take Christy there, romantic, beautiful, gorgeous, the boardwalk in San Antonio, excuse me, the riverwalk in San Antonio. Well, I wasn't booked there. I was booked at a hotel outside of San Antonio, and I'm going to level with you. Um, they kind of found my goat. As a matter of fact, it was getting my goat. So I was kind of <laughs> grumbling as I was taking, you know, I was taking a car service out to there. And I even said to the driver, I said, where are we going? He said, man, you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, no. We get there. This is no exaggeration. There is a hotel that was a courtyard Marriott. There is a church. And there is a restaurant. So, you know, I thought, all right, I'll make the best of it. Well, I walk out of the hotel. I walk through the parking lot. I look up on the sign. And on this sign, it literally says, Your life's work can be found where God's plan intersects with your passion. Mm. That's on the marquee of the church. I had no intention. Again, I'm being vulnerable. I had no one. This was a Saturday night, and I had to speak the following Sunday evening. So I went down there. You know, I'm always there a day ahead of time. So I went and ate in the restaurant, came back, and I couldn't shake it. I could not shake it. Next morning, I get up, I go to church, I go in, this place is huge, in the middle of nowhere, and there's a cemetery across the way, and I thought, what in the world? So I said to the first guy, I said, I go, who goes to this church? And the guy looked at me and smiled, he goes, so you're not from around here? I go, no, I go, he goes, well, you're in for a treat, because he's here this Sunday. I go, who's here? He said, Max Lucado. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I went, oh my gosh. So I went right down like a little kid, front row. And I mean, you ever had that moment where the preacher talks to you and Mm. you feel like it's you only? Mm -hmm. It was at that moment I realized what my passion was. I realized that, number one, I had always wanted to write at least one book, never dreamed that I would write. And today I've written 11, so I never dreamed I would write 11 books, never dreamed I would be on stage. And for the last 22 years, it has not only been my passion – But I really can tell you unequivocally, it was God's plan that intersected with that passion. And that, my friends, is why I'm here today.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to see when we fall into God's will for our lives. It doesn't feel like working at our lives is really the the difficult part, right? We have everything else in life's challenges, but following that purpose. I mean, you exude it. You exude it in all of your work. I've watched so many videos of you because public speaking is something that I enjoy doing. So I like to watch other people that uh, have really made an entire career out of it. And when you watch you on stage, that's exactly where God has knew that's where you should be. So, you know, you're an amazing communicator. You take it very serious. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to see someone uh, that's had such a lucrative career at your, you know, like you have, and just to see you're smiling still. Yeah. And that's incredible. That's that's an awesome thing to see.
2: Man makes his plans and God directs his steps. Exactly. And that's awesome because you Google, if you Google positivity quotes, I mean, Max Lucado's quotes come up all the time so that is a very powerful powerful testimony that you got to meet him kind of jealous
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure he'd remember but boy I'll never forget
2: right that's the good ones right yeah our
0: pastor calls that a spiritual marker in our lives you know we have certain things in our lives that happen where God's like okay this is this is going to turning point you can choose right you can either choose to, to follow what I'm saying or not choose but you chose and you know, the world is, is blessed by your work so far. So uh, the next question really we have is about uh, your mother, you know, and I, I think this is an amazing thing. And I want to tell our readers, you know, if they have an opportunity to go on, you know, Steve com, our, our viewers, our listeners, and, uh, you know, if they have an opportunity to go to your website on your bio on the bottom, you know, it talks about something on there that I think is so important, especially as somebody that has a platform of your such, you know, you talk about <clears throat> you know, your, your mother's Christian uh, beliefs and, and how that has been a part of. Um, who you are. So tell us, tell our, our listeners a little bit about that.
1: Well, if I was on stage and your listeners were at an event, they would hear me introduce my mother as a King James Version, front row Bible spit and spew in John three sixteen for God's love of the world, you better have your life right Baptist. <laughs> that, that is not an exaggeration. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a woman that from the day that I can remember, she gave me, and I call these you know, and again, I love leadership, you know, and, and off the air here, Christy and I were talking, you know, <clears throat> my, my mom gave me a lot of words to lead by. You know, I, I have a little book that's called Words to Live By, but she gave me words to lead by. And one of the things she always said was, surround yourself with a character of people that resembles who you want to be. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was something that stuck with me for years and years and years. You know, and I used to say that, you know, and I still say this a lot, people and information produce a set of thoughts that produces your behaviors, which produces your habits, yeah. which produces mm-hmm. your character, which produces ultimately your life path. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. that's a derivative of my mother. Um, my mother wanted me to be a preacher. Um, she had already picked out you know, Bob Jones University, Tennessee Temple. She had picked out the colleges that she wanted me to go to um, you know, to get my degree and then you know, to go into the seminary. So, I I didn't choose to become a preacher. But here's what I tell her today, Mom: the direction you had me going is is I was going to fish in the aquarium. Today, mm-hmm. I get to fish in the ocean. Yeah. So <sighs> I I still get yeah I get I still get to exercise my faith. I don't shy away from that. Now I've been criticized by a couple of times where I've spoken at an event and somebody has said, "Gosh, you know, you you came on a little strong there with your mom, and you know, you mentioned God and." well, I'm not going to back off of who I am. And I'm, I'm not going to back off of what I believe. Um, I, I don't push it in people. you know. I, I just right. don't do that. But I also, this is who I am. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the influence of my King James Version, Bible spit and spew in John three sixteen mother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great because, you know, you really <clears throat> teach, you know, lead by example. And we don't have to yeah. force our beliefs on other people. You know, Jesus didn't, didn't teach that way he didn't lead that way and it's you know it's we don't have to we just get to lead the way that we've been taught and I think it's just it it shines through in your work and it shines through in the way that you lead I mean you've been you know successful in your business life you've been successful in your speaking life and your writing life you know and it's you know and you can tell you stay humble with that and that does come from a core solid foundation and that's it's it's appreciated just so you know
1: yeah, my mother used to say either be humble or be humbled.
0: Oh, yes. That is so good. And it's
2: true. I tell a lot of people that all the time. I'm like, you know, what I really appreciate in my life is if I start, I've always prayed, like, if I even start getting prideful, Lord, you need to smack me right down. And he will. Like, he yes. will He will smack you right down to where you fall on the ground. And it's good because we need him uh and he knows what's best for us and as long as we lean into him and do like purpose and passion that he has put in our hearts and we stay humble and stay true to him it's it's better our she also right said over.
1: yeah she used to always also say you know a closed mouth gathers no feet <laughs> <laughs> that's good that is very good i've never heard <laughs> of that. yeah so we need so to practice that have,
0: more have often. Your list-
1: Yeah. Have your listeners write that one down. Yeah. That's a tattoo (laughs) with that or a bumper sticker for
0: sure. (laughs) Close mouth. You know, uh, Christy kind of alluded to it just a second ago, but you do talk a lot about the three P's, right? You talk about purpose, passion, and pride. So my question to you is, is why those three, why
1: those three? Well, it was the foundation of when I wrote making a difference. And this was a book that when I wrote it, I never realized just the phenomenal take that, that, it would have. Uh, first of all, I was very blessed to have Herb Kelleher, the, the late Herb Kelleher, the founder of Southwest Airlines. He wrote the forward to the book and it was centered around three things purpose, passion, and pride. And here's what I believe I believe purpose is what drives us. That's our why. Like tonight, you know, people might say, you know, my gosh, you know, Josh, Christy, you guys work for a living and then you turn around and you put all this time and energy into doing a podcast. And, you know, Steve, what are you doing? I mean, you know, it's seven o'clock at night. What are you doing? The thing is, when you know your why, you know, it's the reason, it's the reason you do things. It, it's the drive. And then the purpose being the drive, it, it fuels the passion. Passion is the fuel. Purpose drives us, passion fuels us. And I tell people, you can't give people permission to ruin your day because that's, that passion in the course of your day, you can't allow yourself to lose that. And then pride, pride defines us. Who we are, how we do it, and how well we do it, that's the pride we take in it. So I, when I did Making a Difference, I said, if you really want to make a difference, you must, you must be driven by purpose, fueled by passion, and let pride define you. Mm-hmm. A short little illustration of this is I spoke at Duke University School of Medicine, and a woman came up to me and she she had tears. I mean, she was just crying and I was doing a book signing. And she waited patiently until everybody left and then she said to me, she said I want to tell you something and I'll give you the short version of this. She basically said to me, I was at a job working for a manufacturer who made components for medical devices, large medical devices in the medical device industry. She said, when I used to be asked about what I did for a living, I used to say, oh, I'm an admin person. I work for such and such manufacturing. Well, what do you guys do? I don't know. You know, we make some kind of devices. She said, I had no passion for it, but she said it paid the bills. And she said, I went to work every day and it wasn't that bad. And then finally, she said, I went to get a physical and the inevitable happened. I was told that I had spinal cancer. And she said, I'll never forget after the PET scan, She said, said, during the PET scan, when I was going through the machine, I looked up and I saw the logo of our company underneath the bigger logo of the medical device that was about to save my life. She said, I never again, when I was asked where I worked and what I did, I never again said I was an administrative assistant. I never again said we do a little of this and a little of that. She said, I basically was telling people our company makes a huge difference. And so many times we forget why we do what we do. And so many times we don't understand how a lot of it connects. Mm-hmm. And when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice. You can either bring joy and hope to a person. You can make them realize that there's a lot of good things, but, but, but you have to be ready to do that. And that's why the purpose and the passion and the pride is so important.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad we have that recorded. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> It is and it's you know a lot of times I think What ends up happening in the world is we allow The the monotony of you know Paying the bills and going to work and taking Care of our families to kind of feel like it, we, our purpose is supposed to be so much greater of a thing that we can visualize, touch, grab, see, feel, supposed to be, you know, something specific mm-hmm. that, you know, the purpose, like, I just love how you say it, you know, look, yeah. that purpose is inside of us anyway, it's there, it's just our choice of how are we going to find it, in what ways, and then how are we going to feel it with our passion, you know, I just... I think, you know, like I was raised in a family, you know, where my dad had the most amazing work ethic. Now he'd slacked in a lot of other areas, but the one thing that I understood was work ethic, you know, and that's the leads into what you said about pride is, you know, you've got to take pride in things that you do, whether it's sweeping a floor as a janitor, or if you're a CEO of a company, you know, that, that pride defines so much about who you are. And I, I think it's so important that we, I think a lot of times we miss the beat on that, but I think it's so important that we don't. Yeah.
1: Well, Well, and I had a call today and I'm, and I, Fortunately, I had the date available in August for a large school system down in Texas. And, and, and they were saying, they said, we're going to have all of our teachers and all of our staff there. They said it'll be about 1,600. And they literally asked me, they said, Are you are you okay? You know, there's going to be bus drivers, food services, and all, you know, all the peripheral staff. And I said, I would be disappointed if they're not there. Because, because here's the deal. Mm-hmm. While the teachers do an incredible job, a remarkable just impact every single day. The thing that we need to learn is and understand is that a bus driver, a bus driver in a single moment can change the trajectory of a child's life. Mm-hmm. In a moment, in a, in a cafeteria, you have no idea how those moments can absolutely put somebody in a different direction. So I tell people, it's not about what you do. It's, it's who you are and the impact of how you do it. Because, you know, and as we've already identified this, God uses some circumstances and situations to put us in that we never even imagine who's coming in. I always tell people, we have no idea who's walking through that door. We have no idea tonight. We have no idea tonight who's listening to this podcast that may hear one thing that they needed to hear, a word of encouragement that changes the trajectory of the way they think. So, I think that's the the idea behind making a difference. Those three words is, is they all work together. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: So powerful. So, so powerful, you know, and we know, you know, we've all experienced in the last almost year and a half now, you know, the, the effects of, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, and Christy and I are, are a major part of a recovery program, a Christian recovery program at our church. And we've seen a lot of the mental health issues and we've seen just so many, so much madness come out of this. So, I ask you, as someone that's passionate about leadership and passionate about getting in front of people and speaking and doing your purpose, uh, you know, and, and trying to, to to you know educate and influence those um, that that you have an opportunity to, how have you been able to deal with this last year and a half and in in, in in what ways?
1: Three words and, and and they came to me very early in this, and it was gratitude, confidence, and determination. And mm. I feel like If you can think about what it is you're grateful for, things that happen, you know, whether it's some families for the first time sat down at dinner together more than once in a week. You know, there were things that there were things that you got to my wife and I, my wife is a retired flight attendant. So you can imagine somebody that retired and flew like she did in the travel schedule that I kept. You know, we made a comment, you know, that this was something that we are grateful for. We actually got to know each other better. You know, of course, she, she has a different take on it. She said, my gosh, we've been together so long now during COVID. I can't believe we're divorced, not divorced. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but but it, it's like you get to know each other. And, and, and so I, I broke it down as gratitude and then confidence. You know, what you go through in life, you know, and, and Christy knows this because she read Hide Your Goat. You know, in Hide Your Goat and on the back cover, I put what you go through in life. Life's experiences either make you bitter or better, mm-hmm. stronger or weaker. So you had a choice during COVID either to become stronger and better or be a, be a whiner, be a complainer, be you know be all negative about it and I pretty much said to every person around me family friends and people that work in our organization let's get stronger. Let's get better. Let's let's just get through this and and not survive it, but let's let's do a few things that maybe we'll thrive at. And then determination that's all about focus. I mean that is all about focus because when you Focus on what's important when you focus your your energies on it. And like for me, so I write the book Enjoy the Ride, and everybody just says, Oh my gosh, what an incredible book. What a... and today the book still sells, literally, hundreds, if not thousands, of copies every month. And that's a book that's been around. Yeah. But here's the book that sold the most. While Enjoy the Ride continues to sell, the book that sold the most during COVID was Detour. Because that was the sequel to Enjoy the Ride, because that was the book that said, Hey, you're gonna get some twists, you're gonna get some turns in life. Who in the world would have imagined the massive timeout we were forced into? What bigger detour did we have? I had speakers calling me saying, You're it's like you're busy. And I'm like, Because I'm not saying what a lot of people are saying. How many of you heard? How many of your listeners have ever heard somebody say this, or maybe themselves? It is what it is. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is what you make it. Mm. And the minute that you begin to say it is what you make it, all of a sudden, COVID was still very, very serious. And COVID was something that that really consumed us. And yet for me, every day I would say, whether it was my wife, my family, my friends, or people that worked with us, I'd say, it is what we make it. It is what you make it. So for me, you know, I'm very proud. I'm not bragging. I'm just very proud to say that through all of this, whether it is a podcast or I've done 80 plus virtual events, um, we got calls today for virtual and in person starting back up in the fall. It's it really is. It really is an attitude. It's the way you saw it. And it is what you make it. Yeah, so you know,
0: a big thing that we talk about a lot is our limited beliefs. You know that we we choose. It's a perspective. It's a choice. You know, and and listen to how you describe. You know the things, especially in an industry where you know the public is a major part of what you do. Now I understand. You know, you write books and things of nature, but you do a lot of speaking. A lot of speaking engagements, which has been out, and you've had to choose and pivot over this last year. And that's you know, you've you've you don't take on the limited belief mindset. You know, you have this this mindset that you're like, that's not how I operate. And I don't operate from being held with held down. It's always my choice, you know? And I think that's refreshing for our, our listeners, our viewers to hear that it's important. Like, you know, what are your aspirations? What is it that you desire out of life? You know, it's the only thing holding you back. Honestly, honestly, it's not COVID. It's not your socioeconomic situation. It's you, you know? And I think that's exactly what you're telling us is it's our perspective. It's our choice. Of our limited beliefs, and I, it's just—it's refreshing feeling that come this direction from you. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, people say that the glass is half full or half empty, and I've always believed that it's half full or half hem- half empty depending on whether you're pouring or drinking. And when when you look at leadership and you, you think of the leaders, I don't care whether it's a credit union; doesn't matter if it it if if it's um, an association; doesn't matter what organization you're in people say, you know, well, you know, great leaders are those that, you know, that they can help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to disagree with that. Great leaders are the light in the tunnel. Yeah. Great leaders are the ones that light up the tunnel and you want to follow them. You'll get to the end of the tunnel, but in order to on the way have an impact, you have to be a leader that is the light in the tunnel. You know, a great example of this. And I, I got several phone calls, today and and it was from a few a few of my fellow speakers we had launched something just launched it this morning and it's called motivation bites and when we launched this I spent the last year the last year again bitter better stronger weaker getting stronger and I went into a studio and I literally it took me almost three consecutive weeks every day in a studio I wrote over 25,000 words and scripts But I went into a studio and recorded 52 different videos, four to five minutes on various topics. So today we introduced character. Tomorrow it'll be perspective. Thursday it's going to be ambition. And Friday it's going to be honesty. You'll see those clips. But here's my point. Speakers said to me, I I just can't believe that you took the time, you took the energy, you took... Well, here's the thing. It is what you make it. I, I, it goes right back to what I just said. I could have said, Well, woe is me. What an industry to pick. You know, nobody's yeah, going to be hiring speakers. That. Nobody's going to. Yeah. And I could have said, yeah. Well, there's so many virtuals out there and there's so many of this and there's a lot of pre recorded. Or I could say, How about a concept? Let me share something with both of you that you'll really like this. One of the things that I always have been, if somebody said, What do you hear the most after you finish speaking? I'll hear this. People would say to me, Gosh, I wish we could have you every Monday. I wish every Monday we could have you. Well, guess what? There's no secret in the fact that I recorded 52 motivation bites. So you can have me every Monday. Yeah. So my point was: those things that I learned, those things that made me better, that's all I'm trying to say to other people is no matter what your line of work is, no matter what it is that you do every day, you wake up and say, you know. How am I going to improve where I'm at? Because there's something we all need to remember as Christians. People are watching us. Mm. They're watching the way re- we respond to adversity. They're watching the way that we respond to the challenges in life. And they want to know, because if we're not responding properly, how would we ever expect them to want what we have? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And we forget that all too often. One thing that our pastor has said before that's really stuck with Josh, and I love it because he'll say it to me all the time, is he? he's like, we can't be surprised when the unsaved act like the unsaved. As Christians, we need to be that example because they're watching us. Not get upset about how they're acting. We need to make sure how we're acting. And Josh will remind me of that all the time when I come home you know, from a day of you know working in the secular world, and I'm just like, I just don't get it, you know. And then he'll say that quote to me, and it helps me like refocus, recenter myself, and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's very well. You remember what
1: you remember what Gandhi said. Gandhi said he'd have been a Christian if it weren't for Christians. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. I, I mean, what a what an eye opening statement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another thing that really sticks in my mind too, that I've heard before is, and I'm going to, I'm not going to get the quote perfect, but I believe it was Tony Robbins that said it, but he said that, you know, we have a choice if we move to a new town and we want to build the best building in town, we can either choose to knock down the biggest one to make ours look bigger, or we can just choose to build ours the biggest. And I think that really changes our perspective on how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves, you know, uh, am I busy mm-hmm. trying to take down everybody else around me or right. am I focusing on what God's given me at hand and start, you know, worry about my purpose, passion and pride, you know? And I think that's, that's big perspective. And I think that's what God wants us to do. And, uh, you know, that's what we're tasked at doing. So I think it's powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much
0: so. So. Our motto for our show is, you know, do we talk about taking your faith, your family and your future to the next level? Okay, so if you were going to give our viewers, our listeners one single piece of advice, that's your just your greatest stuff. Right. Just one. It's all you get. And you give it to them. What would you give and why
1: would you give that piece of advice? That is very simple. And, you know, and I I have thought about this many, 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 many times decide what's important and never take it for granted mm-hmm. because that advice if you really think about decide what's important and never take it for granted there are so many things in life that we take for granted you know I love one of the reasons and you know your listeners need to know this you know when I saw the couple on fire when when I you know you, you kinda I don't know you personally I got to know you a little bit better and hopefully you know we, we can you know, befriend each other and, and know each other even beyond this. But you know, when when I look at relationships, and the, and the first thing I thought about you two was, you know, it's it's not losing focus on what's important, even in a relationship of a husband and a wife. Mm. Not losing what's important in a relationship with with your children. Um, Mother's Day is coming up. You know, there are so many things that we 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 lose sight of what's important, and when we do. It really sometimes is too late when we figure it out. Mm -hmm. I, you know, not of my choosing, but I went through a very, very difficult time years, years ago. And I went into a counselor and I'll never forget. He said, I want you to write down everything that's important in your life. And so when I came back the next time, he said to me, "Okay, now I want you to write down, just take the top five. And I think I might have had 20 things on the piece of paper. He said, what are the top five? And he said, don't do it now. He said, just bring it back to next. So third session, I come back with my list of five. Then he said, write down the number 168. And he said, that represents seven days times 24 hours. So in the last seven days, 24 hours, 168 hours, I want you to write beside each of those five things, how much time you have spent with each of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, now listen, He said, time spent with children can only be one-on-one. You can't count time sitting in a room in front of a television. Now, I'll date myself. He said, you can't count it as time spent in a car listening to the radio, which nobody does anywhere, you know, anymore. But what he basically said was, write down those five things and put down that time. Now, I'm not ashamed to admit this, but let's just look, look at faith. I had faith, number one on my list of the most important thing in my life, and at least, the very least, I had to be true to myself. And I put down one hour. It was my trip to church.
0: Mm.
1: I, I wasn't having devotions. I wasn't reading. I wasn't studying. I wasn't I, one hour. Mm. I then went to my children. I then went to to family. Before I knew it, I was ashamed. I was ashamed when I looked and I said to the counselor, "I said, I, I can't believe this." And he said, "You're focused." on the things that aren't as important. And he said, until you can get your life together and stay focused on what's important, you're always going to be looking for something. You're always going to be searching for something. And yet that thing is right in front of you. May, this is a very important day today, May the 4th. May the 4th, 2020, I had a biopsy. On May the 7th at 12.32 p.m., I was told I had stage 3 cancer. Now, I'm looking at your faces, and, and right away you were like, and here's exactly what I said after it happened. I said, it is what I'm going to make it, so here's what we're going to do. And then I'm looking over to my left, if you were to look in what I'm looking, and, and a friend of mine gave me and said, the battle is not yours but God's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, just, just give it up. By May the 11th, I had my brain scan. By May the 15th, I had my PET scan, and they had diagnosed that the melanoma, which it was stage three melanoma, was just in my lymph nodes. What I was surprising each of you listening today, and especially you, Josh and and Christy, is that last Friday, April 30th, just five days ago, um, I rang the bell. And when I rang the bell, I'm cancer free. Wow. so it's it's a testimony not only to the power of prayer but it's a testimony to I lost a lot of focus on what was important um, if I were to say to you I got closer to my wife I got closer to my kids I got totally closer to God and here's what I'm gonna say and I mean this from my heart it shouldn't have taken a diagnosis of cancer for me to get back close to God people would say to me yeah but Steve you were always a man of faith you can be a man of faith and you can say it, but are you acting it? Do your actions match your beliefs? Mm. You know, as my mom used to say, I love my mom saying, she said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one. Yeah. It's like, you know, those footsteps. So today, you know, to say God is good is that's probably the most understatement I can tell you, <laughs> but so many things happen, not just COVID, but, but with my health, that really made me realize this is truly what is important. And when you start to realize what's important, it's kind of like a violin. You know, I, I tell the story, and I'm not going to tell it again, but it, it's it's a story of the, the violinist Paganini who's playing, and a string breaks. And he keeps playing, then another string breaks, and he keeps playing, and a third string breaks. Three strings break, and he, and he finishes this concert on one string. And I tell the story because I tell people, it's not the strings in life that will ever break that will stop you. It's your inability to focus on what you have left to play.
0: Mm.
1: On May the 7th, I was diagnosed with cancer, but I had a lot left to play. Yet I was so focused on what was broken mm. when I regrouped and started to focus on what I had left to play. You know, somebody said to me after I did a virtual event a couple of weeks ago, they, they, they said I got a virtual standing ovation. And they, they said, your message, they had heard me a few years ago. They said, your message today and I was thinking before they said it, they says it's even more powerful. And I said, Well, it's because I now am back to where I should have been all along. Mm. You know, it's it's kind of like it's one thing to say you have God in your life, it's another thing to know. And it's another thing to say, he, He's not a priority. God isn't it's the center, it's the center mm. of everything that I do. So, you know, for your listeners, you know, for me, um, you know, that. Faith and family, future. If I could just challenge people, you know, just make sure you decide what's important and you never take it for granted.
0: You know, thank you so much for being vulnerable with our listeners and and telling us that incredible story. I mean, it'll get me emotional because I think, you know, sometimes God has to shake us and, you know, for us to listen and you know people will be impacted because of your obedience to Christ you know people mm-hmm. will be impacted because of those things it's you know it's it's our obedience to him ultimately and I, and i just absolutely love that you shared that story because that story is impactful not yeah. just to you and god doesn't intend that just for us he intends it for for all that we're willing to share it with, so yeah. uh, you know that will live on forever as long as the internet's awesome. intact. This, this, this will live on. That's awesome forever. So you know, yeah. congratulations. That is yes. That is. I wish I incredible. had a bell here to ring. Yeah, that'd be. Awesome.
1: Well, I rang the one at I rang the one at uh, Wake Forest Baptist Medical or the uh, Comprehensive Cancer Center. Somebody said it was going to come off the wall. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> And I said, well, I said, you know, there was a lot of emotion behind me ringing it. But 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 again, I think it's just it's something that really aligns with what what it is that I mean, it's just so amazing. It's you come full circle and you say about being on fire and it's like, you know, it's it's like there was still a little flicker. There was still a little flame with me, but I wasn't on fire. You know, I just Mm -hmm. wasn't on fire and I was speaking and I was, you know, I was always passionate. But now it's like, I mean, I am absolutely on fire. And I don't mean that, you know, tongue in cheek. I mean that literally it's like, wow, Um, I'm just excited to be a part of a podcast like this. Because, again, I'm going to say this, if one person, just one single person hearing this is encouraged by something that, that Christy said or you, Josh, or me, That's why we do what we do. That's why we're sitting here this evening.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, there's not much more to elaborate on that. I mean, I think you really totaled the show up right at the very end. And, you know, we want to encourage everybody. If you have a chance, please reach out and um, go to stevegilliland.com. There's a link. We'll make sure to leave another link at the end of the show you know have an opportunity to connect with Steve he wants to connect with you he wants to be able to share his 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 motivation bites with you every single monday you know or whenever it is that you need throughout the week that's why there's they're 52 of them and they're on yeah. youtube but check his website out because there is so much stuff i mean you ha- you've had a career for a long time which means you've had an opportunity really to to put out a lot of content and i think a lot of times some of our good good stuff gets kind of lost in the time so it's really awesome when you know our listeners maybe could go find you connect with you and, and just go and, and have an opportunity to really consume who Steve really is. You know, so we want yeah. to thank you so much uh, for being here. It's an absolute honor that you uh, decided to be on our show. We, yes. we appreciate you to the highest level. We love it. I'm I, so Well, like I got
1: to, yeah, I got to tell you, Phil, I'm honored too, you know, and I don't know about your listeners, but I got to tell you, I've done a lot of podcasts and, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it because I'm with you guys today, but you know the preparation. Even my personal assistant said, "You know, check this out. I mean, they are just so organized. Everything, the PDF that you sent me. I mean, your listeners need to know what a blessing that you are to to a person like myself as well. Because, you know, we're all together. You know, that this is this is this is a family. You know, and someday, you know, we may never meet here on Earth. But uh, personally, we met. You know, virtually. But we never meet." But, you know, someday we're going to look back and say, you know, the purpose behind all of this was just so meaningful. Um, and I'm honored. That's what I'm saying. I'm honored. Because, you know, when I get accepted, when I accept to do a podcast, I'm always, like, doing my homework. And I'm like, okay, will they be prepped? Will they be primed? You know, what questions are they going to ask? But uh, from the questions to the organization, just the listeners, listeners, I'm talking to you now. Forget Christy and, you know, Josh. Listeners. This is the real thing. This is the way a podcast should be conducted. And that comes from somebody who's done several.
0: Thank you so much. Those are super kind, uh, kind words. So we appreciate it. Don't forget, stevegillin.com is where you connect, folks. We will see you next week at 7 p.m. Bye.